today I have guest Tom McDonald on. Tom, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm really excited to have you on. Um, you know, you and I go way back. I think it's got to be 2006, right? I think it goes, yeah, right around 2005, six. Yep, because I graduated college in, uh, might have been five, yeah, because I graduated college in 05. And that summer, uh, we, you and I both joined the Fond du Lac Bears Senior Men's League together. <laughs> and, and I'll be honest with you, like, you were one of the people that got me to stick around and stay in Wisconsin. Uh, you know, living down in Milwaukee, it was uh, I didn't really know anybody. And then I met you and, uh, and Mikey. And then, you know, then this kind of relationship kind of just took hold. Yeah, that was uh, that was some good old times there. Oh, those those were some wild <laughs> rides. There's some fun times there playing playing hockey. <laughs> then you then as you transitioned to your playing career, you kind of took over as coach of those Fondy Fondy Bears teams. Yeah, back we, in like what? Yeah, there was uh, after I think I got injured my last season playing like a couple weeks into last season uh, towards the end of the year, and uh, I got behind the bench helping out. Uh, Coach uh, Larson, I think, was there, Todd. And, yep, yep. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, then after that, I took over, and it was kind of history, I guess. It was so. it was phenomenal because that, that was one of the things that I loved about you coaching. Is I remember, like, coming out of college, you were like, we're playing men's league. We don't need a coach. And then you start playing, and you realize that, like, you really do. Like, I know it's uh, – I know we were having fun on the, on the on the Bears and things like that, but – that was one of the great things that you were able to bring to a bunch of adults was stability. You were able to, you know, bring that presence of who's going out next. You know, you were unbiased. You could just say like, no, you don't got it today and, and let's move on and things like that. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that was, there were some definite uh, challenges there. Um, yeah. And then you, being being a, a teammate to most of the guys the, uh, the prior year and then jumping into uh, behind the bench and, you know, kind of calling the shots and, and, uh, trying to figure out who's who's going to be next and who's going to be ready to go. Yeah, it was a great time. And, and that was what I mean, I tell you what, I had some of my most memorable hockey careers after college. And I have you to thank that and the rest of the Fondy Bears teammates. And, and it was a great run we had. And um, I believe you were the head coach there for four or five years, maybe six. Yeah, I think it was five. I think it was a five-year run. Yeah. And it culminated with the national championship, right? Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty awesome. We uh, – we definitely did some things that probably weren't expected at the beginning of us, uh, yeah. you know, starting out when I, my last year playing, I think we were four and 18 or something. And then we kind of turned it around the next year and then it just kind of flowered from there. So, um, yeah. and, uh, and then, yeah, with the national championship, that was uh, just uh, icing on the cake. That was pretty incredible experience. Yeah. And, and you have a long history of playing in the GLHL. I was wondering maybe if you could also just give us a little history of like, what the GLHL is, because um, we've referenced it a ton on the show, and we and I've gotten some questions like, well, what what is this league you guys are playing, and and things like that. Can you just give us a little background of, of the league and things like that for the people that are watching? Yeah, the uh, the league goes back. I think it was the Badger State League. Mm -hmm. I don't know how. Maybe I want to say in the twenties, uh, the nineteen twenties, so <laughs> probably close to a hundred years ago. Geez, I just yeah. thought of that. That's a long time ago. Um, and, uh, you know, it just blossomed over the years and it used to, you know, most uh, rinks were outdoors and, and, uh, just kind of got a little bit bigger. And now it's, now it's a lot of ex college hockey players, um, yep. you know, mainly ex, ex college players. And, and it's, the league is, you know, so much different, so much faster, um, yep. so much more skilled. 
uh, in all the positions. It's uh, it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah, and it's it's one of the it's one of the few <laughs> leagues in the country that's full check. Um, yeah. fighting, and if you go to some of these uh, teams' home games, you're going to see a few thousand people in the stands. I mean, Eagle River during pond hockey is insane. Oh, uh, yeah. You catch a Fondy Bears game after Christmas, the place <clears> is going to be packed. Mosinee is an unbelievable place to play the game. I mean, like, what have been some of your experiences playing in it? Yeah, I, I started in Milwaukee. Uh, the Milwaukee yeah. Flyers were a team uh, through the 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. And I believe that it, uh, it kind of shut down in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. um, and we we never had big crowds when I played. Um, you know, it was your friends, families, girlfriends, and that type of thing. So not a whole lot of uh, fans, maybe two, 300 tops. Um, yeah. Which, you know, but when we went to different uh, places, you know, Eagle River, we went to Fond du Lac, you know, it was, the crowds were huge. Um, yeah. they, they hated you. Um, you know, they, they totally hated you. And they told you all about it, how much they hated you. Um, it was, and it was, it was crazy. You know, there was, uh, and then when I got to Fond du Lac to experience that, I mean, there was, yeah, there was, you know, you know, 1500 people in the stands on a, on a slow night on a Friday, Saturday night up there. And, you know, when I was coaching up there, you know, the stands went from maybe, you know, a thousand people to, I mean, it was packed. It was packed every night and it was, it was intense. Um, it, was, it, was, uh, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, the, the fans really brought it. And then the players, I mean, they, they fed off it. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I remember guys winding up the crowd and, 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 you know, the crowd was just ready for a goal to be scored. And yeah. when, when it did, the place went bananas. So, oh, yeah. um, I mean, it was, it was outstanding. Do you remember? Do you remember being in some of the Eagle River games where they have no glass behind the bench, and then the fans could just oh, talk to you? <laughs> like, I mean, we, I, I remember when I, when we were coaching, I was coaching the Bears, and we yeah. were up there during the pond hockey tournament, and that was still when they they had no glass behind the benches, and we were the you know the the bad team from out of town coming in. Yeah. But by the end of the game, at the end of the weekend, everybody loved the Fondy Bears. <laughs> Everybody. I mean, we, we, we would fight them teeth and nail. We'd score goals. We, we'd, we'd talk to the crowd, you know, they, the guys are talking right back and, and it was, uh, it was just a great experience. It was, it was totally wild. They're hanging from the rafters and people from all over the country that are, that attend the, the pond hockey tournament. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's it's an awesome league too. The league goes to we have teams in the UP. We had even a team for a while that was out of Illinois, um, and the league is huge. There was you know the league has gone from anywhere from eight to twelve teams, and um, you play in all types of venues and barns. So you can go play in an empty rink in Madison or a, a packed house in Fondy, or you can go up to the D all the way up in the UP and just have an awesome experience playing some of the UP teams, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and just great people too. I, you know, you talk about the UP, we, we drive up there on a, on a bus and we, we get stuck. Our bus was frozen. I think this happened once or twice and <laughs> you know, it's like 35, 40 below and they can't open the bus up and we can't start it. So the other team actually picked our guys up and, and took us to the rink. I mean, it was just crazy. And, uh, and then afterwards, you know, you hang out with them. So, I mean, it was, it was a good time. Do you remember the game when, uh, or the weekend we went up to the UP and we went to the McDonald's and why were we at the McDonald's, you know, getting our lunch, the brake lines froze and we couldn't leave. And then, and then we were coming yeah. out of McDonald's and you saw the bus coming, like a school bus driving probably a quarter mile away. 
and I swear you did the 40, 50 yard dash, like just poof. And yeah, I was a sprinter back in the day, right? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then, I, uh, that was that was awesome. And like I said, good people. Like, I mean, we just I just literally ran up to this random bus that was empty and asked the guy, hey, you mind taking a hockey team another hundred miles north? He just he's like, uh, I don't know, I'll have to ask my wife. I she's cooking dinner tonight, it's special night. I'm like, uh, well, let us know, man. And he came right up, called yeah. her and said, Yeah, I'll take you. You know, and I, I don't even know if he charged us any money. I think we had we all chipped in for him and tried to yeah. give him as much because that was the other thing about that bus, if you remember correctly. One of the things was it was under repair and uh the windows oh. didn't the windows wouldn't go up. They were all there, there was like a whole slew of them in a row that were all down. And if you guys can imagine how cold it was, the brake lines froze on the bus. <laughs> so, that, that, that was a wild, wild trip. Yeah, that was that and then was we won. Then we won both games too when we were up there. So it was even better. Yeah, absolutely. But okay, off topic. That was it's fun going down memory lane sometimes. Um sure is. Uh, but um one of the things I really want to talk about today was um last year you were the recipient of the uh, USA Hockey Adult Member of the Year Award. Tell me a little bit about that and why you got it. Yeah, that was uh, quite the honor and quite the shock, really. Um, I, uh, you know, I got a call from from Colorado Springs and from USA Hockey, and uh, and it's usually when if I get a call from there, it's usually not good. And my my uh, <laughs> the my other prior calls, yeah. Um, so I, I let it go to voicemail, and and uh, the uh, the adult director, he, he left me a message. Hey, give me a call back. So I'm like, Oh man, what did I do? What did my, the people at my association do? So I made a bunch of calls first to make sure everybody's okay. And uh, nothing got screwed up and hopefully they weren't lying to me. Yeah. Um, and everything, everybody's like, I don't know. Let's just call them back. So I called them back and, uh, you know, he just, uh, just said, Hey, I just want to let you know as a, as an adult hockey member, as a player, you're a coach in the in the adult in uh, the adult hockey. Um, you also have the fundraising piece of this with the, the youth help hockey helpers and uh, th that organization. Um, and we just want to pr present to you, uh, you know, the adult member of the year, uh, thanking me for uh, the years of service. I guess so. It was uh, it was quite a quite an honor, and it was just a, a really neat uh, experience. So. What was it? What was it like being in Colorado? Because there, because you got your award, and I know that at these award ceremonies there are some heavy hitters there with some of the personalities there. Tell me some of the people that you were there, and what was it like meeting some of these people? Uh, it was really cool. I mean, uh, John Van Beesbrook was there, and um, you know, it was like you know, former goalie in the NHL. Like, wow, this is cool. You know, uh, they they honored a, a referee, an American referee that's been in the. Uh, in the NHL for 30 years, mm -hmm. um, uh, Brian Murphy. Uh, I mean, everybody's probably seen this guy break up a fight or two. Um, talking with some of these guys, it was just, it was just unbelievable. Like yep. they all have, you know, everybody's got some hockey stories and whether it be in the locker room or on the ice or what, or the travels and things. And, and, you know, the stories and the lies go on for hours. So it was, uh, yep. it was just awesome. I mean, it was just, uh, and the room was, I mean, it was just a great room of people and everybody there for the same reason. I mean, it's, uh, you know, just the love of this game is is just, I mean, just flowing. So, um, yep. and, and they do it, I mean, top notch. Everything is, I mean, ridiculously top notch. It was unreal. 
Yep. And so you brought the fundraising part of that, and um, and down at the bottom of the of the of the screen, you guys will see that the there's the website for youth hockey helpers. Um, so if you guys want to check that out, you know, give that a look. But can you elaborate on on what youth hockey helpers is and, and what you guys do? Uh, sure. We, uh, me and uh, four, five, six guys started the youth hockey helpers about it's got to be four years ago, five years ago now, um, and it uh, it's basically to help out kids that are in need of uh, funds for hockey mm -hmm. um, funds or equipment or it's it's an expensive sport and yeah. um, you know when we were sitting around one day and I know a lot of these guys they don't even play anymore so they're just kind of like hey I, I want to know how I can give back and I, I think you know there's there's some places to give back and not all of them want to coach or help in that realm um, and and you know a lot of them just want to just help financially or or just to just to get more kids involved because you know, I mean, you look at it and most of, you know, most of our friends are, are old hockey players or current hockey players or, but they, you know, they've been around the game somewhere and um, it's, it's just, uh, that's kind of why we started the whole thing. Yep. Um, just to make sure some other kids get the experiences we had. Yep. And, and for, in a nutshell, you guys provide free hockey camps, correct? Um, we, do. we, uh, we, we, we generally work in uh, region five of Wisconsin. So that's the uh, southeastern portion of the state. Um, so we have two free camps every summer, um, yep. usually in August, September time. Um, and then we also give away scholarships, um, usually right before the season, yep. or right, right, uh, right towards the beginning of uh, October-ish. So, um, you know, kids, we, we have kids write uh, a letter, basically just says 100 words or less, what hockey means to you. Yep. Um, and it means something different to everybody, right? Um, it means your friends. It means your family. It means your, your, your you know, just different experiences. Um, what it means to you. So it's a, it's a pretty simple thing. And then we have a committee going through and read through the, um, the, uh, <clears throat> the different uh, letters and they, they pick some people for scholarships and, and we can hopefully uh, lessen the burden on some people. And that's and that's something I really think in this time right now, like your organization is going to do wonders because, as you know, and we've talked about this briefly outside of this, but um, you know, with COVID nineteen and and the way the economy is and things like that, like your organization of youth hockey helpers is going to be needed more than ever right now. And um, you don't. Uh, it's one of those things where you guys have a casino night and you guys take you guys take donations, right? Yes, we do. So, I mean, like, that's one of the things I really wanted to talk to people about today was if you have, you know, a means to help out, like, like right now is an amazing time to donate to an organization like yours and help hockey, because you guys are going to throw it right back into the kids and you're going to throw and, and I run a, I help run a, a youth hockey organization in Fond du Lac right now. And I'll, I can tell you right now that we, uh, we've already been getting questions on financial assistance in April and May. Um, which we never get before. So an organization such as yours to know that there is an avenue for people to get help and have financial assistance is fantastic. And, and if you guys are out there and you guys, uh, you know, have the means, I, there's really sometimes there's no better organization such as yourself and, and youth hockey helpers to, to give because it's going right back to the kids, um, which. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's going to be, we really don't know what's going to happen in the, in the in fall. You know how many kids are going to come back to playing hockey? If it's uh, 
you know, I can, I can see that, you know, there'd probably be a, a good amount that if, you know, parents don't have jobs or they're, you know, missing some sort of financial portion of their life, you know, I don't know if hockey's going to be on the front burner as yep. it was in the past. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we're hopefully there to help if we can. And, you know, we, we do what we can to uh, raise some funds and we, we had a nice casino night in February. We've yeah. had one every year and that's our major fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had, we've been lucky to have, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of people actually put in there, you know, we've had some, some former members pass away recently and uh, they, some, some of them have put in their will to will us some money, which I mean, how, 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 you know, great of an honor that for us to, for them to, you know, do something like that for us and to, you know, live their, their, you know, their legacy onto some more hockey players down the road. I mean, that's uh, it just shows a lot of, you know, what a hockey person ends up being at the end of the day is they want the next person to be better than themselves. Right. Absolutely. And that's, and that's the thing too, is like, you guys are doing this so that kids can play, right? And I think those members that have done these things realize what impact the game has had on them. And hopefully they can still keep passing that. And so the kids get to experience and play. And and I know you're like myself where when it comes down to it is that I think, you know, you're part of an association and I, I can't speak for your organization, but I know, um, you know, being in a leadership position that you guys and, and people are out there that are always going to make sure that if a kid wants to play, you know, we're going to do our best to make it. And that's why your organization is so important because, you know, there are kids out there that might not have the financial means to continue to play, but you know, like there's people out there and, and like, we're going to, you know, people are going to try their best to make sure that every kid who wants to be there when the lights are turned on are still going to be playing. So um, I just want to yeah, say, absolutely. yeah. And yeah. I just want to say, you know, thank you for all you've done for with this organization and, and, and your organization, because it's, it's done a lot of good. And I think coming up, it's going to be needed more than ever. So keep doing all the great things you're doing out there. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see that you guys are doing it. But uh, now I want to get a little bit of the coaching part of things um, with you right now, because like I said, you've coached me. Um, you've coached, you know, your son at, at Shaw or your sons at Shaw. You coach the hockey factory. Um, and one of the things I've always thought was interesting with you is um, the, your ability to teach the game and, um, and, and, and break it down for kids. Um, you know, what are the things that you do to prepare your team for practices? Like, do you have um, to break it down for them? Uh, this, I mean, this, this season was my first squirt B season. If, uh, first year doing the full ice with the squirt B team, um, that was, uh, it was definitely a learning experience. So, you know, this year we, we worked a lot with the, we, the whole Shaw organization. We've been a lot working together, mm-hmm. you know, as all the coaches have been kind of working together as how we can kind of all be on the same page, uh, philosophically, if you will. Um, which is just a, it's a big challenge sometimes, you know, there's, I mean, as we all know, I mean, I think a lot of coaches have their ways and they've done it this way for a hundred years and they're going to do it this way the next hundred years. And, and we've, we've kind of changed some things on that end where, you know, if we're trying to make everybody paddle the same way in the boat, right. Yep. Um, and it, it's kind of, uh, you can see this year has helped in the last couple of years we've kind of started this. So, um, in, in the younger levels, which everybody's kind of going the same direction. So um, I think that uh, is a huge help. Um, so, you know, we, we, this year we did a lot of dry land work. Um, you know, ice is, ice is very, 
tough to come by sometimes, um, you know, in different parts of the world. I know Milwaukee's tough because there's not a whole lot of ice sheets and uh, it's just like some other towns too. They don't have a lot of ice. So, um, you know, we do what we can. So we, we try to do a lot of the, uh, some off ice workouts um, prior to practice or after practice, um, you know, and kind of work on that dry land type stuff. And, um, and then we work on the ice as well. But um, when we get on the ice, we, you know, it's, it's a little bit different than the, the dry land sort of thing. So. And you guys talked about all paddling the same way. And I know you, Shaw has, has adopted new philosophies and things like that. And one of the things that I, 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 I really thought you guys have done a, a, just an amazing job at as, is, is improving your guys' skill level of your players. Um, what are some of the things that you guys focus on as far as a, as a practice go? I mean, do you guys spend a lot of time working on systems or I mean, how do you, how do you direct your practices? Well, uh, I think, I mean, I, I'd say like three years ago when it comes to, you know, we, we decided as a, as a group that we're going to bring in a player development group and, and a player development person. We brought in uh, Greg Mascanis from uh, Impact Hockey. And we have, he actually runs one practice a week for every team. Um, and it's all skill-based, whether it be skating. And there's, there's a ton of skating, and I think that it really shows Mm-hmm. um in, in all levels um so i mean the the skating is a big thing but he also does you know skill based as in you know your your stick handling um your shooting that type of thing too but mm-hmm. um and it really i mean it really started with the skating because you know our, our some of our skating was lacking um at least in my eyes and then in some others as well um so then uh so then we kind of worked with that so we, you know, if you're, if every team has a different, every team has different issues throughout the season, right? So they actually, we have our coaches go to uh, Coach Wisconsin and say, hey, you know, we're looking to do, you know, we're looking to work on our some some offensive based thing or defensive based thing or or whatnot that we had we we've been struggling with, right? Yep. And and he breaks it down and says, all right, well, let's do some some small games or whatnot or drills that we can we can do that that are going to help that um, this week. And let's see how it, you know, we do this for a couple of weeks and see how it turns out the next few weeks and um, result wise in games. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, you get, you get kind of different, everybody's different on that side of things. And uh, rinks or in associations have been trending this way. Um, can you tell me some of the positive experiences you guys have had since you have a hockey director now? Cause in Fondy, we just got our, our hockey director and I know other rinks around are doing the same thing. And, um, tell us how that hockey director has positively influenced you guys. Well, uh, you know, and the just player development. I mean, uh, you know, he's he's definitely willing to work with these kids, and it's it's just a big and, and the coaches. I mean, that's so a big thing is you, you know you have coaches they're all volunteers, right? Yeah. Um, so, so it's a uh, it's it's really tough to always find you know coaches that are going to be totally on board, totally, you know, I mean, some of us are crazy and we, you know, we're doing this stuff all day, all night, you know, on the, on the weekends or whatever, yeah. and, you know, and trying to figure out your practice plans and, and, and trying to really dial in what, what we need, but some are not like that. Um, you know, they're, they're out there cause their son or daughter are playing and they're, you know, happy to help out. And sometimes they just have to, you know, they're helping a little bit more than they, they bargained for. Um, and they're not maybe as aware of some things that, you know, like a, a coach like Greg Muscanis is, you know, so, yeah. um, or any player development coach. So, 
Um, and it, and it's really, it's really helpful that, you know, he's, you know, willing to, you know, take your team and, you know, work on a couple things that really, you know, really are needed. Um, you know, whether it be, you know, your, your, your passing is just terrible. I mean, I, I see passing all around the state. That's just awful compared to, you know, five years ago, but yep. when it comes to your stick handling, boy, these kids can stick handle. It's unbelievable. Um, yep. They can move the puck that way, you know? So, I mean, it's a, it's a different, uh, just different dynamic. So, yeah. but I mean, yeah, it's, a real, it's a real positive to, to have somebody to count on to, you know, you can make a phone call, send an email, a text, whatever. And, and, you know, he's, he's back to you within 10, 20 minutes, you know, generally, unless he's on the ice. Yep. And that's, that's something that too, that I, I want to speak about is that, uh, you know, having a hockey director is one of the great things is that they're, they're absolutely awesome for the kids, right? They, they give you a new, each coach, you know, gets a new voice to the kids and things like that to help kids process the information. And they're a great resource to get you new drills and kind of open your eyes up. But the best thing that we had with us in Fondy when we got our hockey directors, um, it's a really good avenue to help the coaches learn. And that was something that I think we tried to really impart mm -hmm. on our coaches. Like, let our let our hockey director help coach you. If you have questions on a drill or why we do certain things, or just ask the question, right? And then it just gives yeah. them more information. And I think that's one of the great things about hockey directors and how they can help out your organizations is they allow the the a free flow mm -hmm. of information, right? They allow you know a coach to say, hey, what were you doing over there? And, and it's a new drill, and the hockey director can tell them and explain it to them, right? So. I think hockey directors are, are, are important, and I think they're becoming more important as you see more ranks and associations kind of hire um, directors. Um, but um, what are some of the things that, uh, you know, after is your first year taking a squirt B team, and um, it's different than a Mike game, right? And uh, what were some of the things after games? Because in Mike, you don't keep score. Squirts, you start keeping score a little bit more and things like that. What were some of the differences and things you'd have to talk to your team about after a game? We, uh, you know, we, we basically had a few keys to our game. You know, we, yep. we, we try to focus on three, four things that are, you know, fairly, fairly achievable. Um, yep. and, and some that probably aren't achievable. And then mm -hmm. we talked about, we, you know, we, we gave them those, you know, a couple things before the game, you know, we want to work on ABC. Um, and if we do that, you know, we should be successful. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the game, you know, we, we talked about how do we do with A, B, and C? Did, yep. we, did we win that one? Did we lose that one? And why? You know, why did we win that? Why did we lose that? Um, you know, how did, how, did, how did it feel to, you know, lose by a goal after you're up by three, you know? Um, yep. Just different, different things like that we talked about. Like, you know, the, just to be aware of where you're at and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, I think that's a big thing. Like, if you, if you, if you know that you're up by a few goals and you can't, you know, you can't let off the gas, Otherwise, you know, they're going to come back and, and when they do, you're going to feel bad about what, about letting off. Right. Yep. So, um, you know, just little things like that we talked about. And, and I, I think, uh, you know, some squirt age, you know, they're nine and 10. So I don't know that they all, I don't know that they all grasp it, but by the end of the season, they kind of un understood, I would say most of the things we were talking about. So. Um, and that was one of the things, too, that I was kind of uh, – I had heard because you'd help coach the Hockey Factory team. And one of the things that really I loved hearing – and I've taken it with me. And as one of the parents had said to me is, like, they said, after each game or practice, no matter what was said or things like that, you always had a tendency to end on a positive note. And 
one of the parents loved it because their kid, no matter what happened during the game or what happened during the practice and transpired, like you ended practice on a positive note that made the kid want to come back. And um, I, I think that's really important. And, and, and that's something that are like, you know, it helps set the tone. And I've said before, it helps set the tone for the next practice, right? Yeah, well, I think that's important. I think that's important that you want them to come back because yeah. I mean, we've we've all been there as players somewhere along the line where the end of practice, you're bag skating or whatever, and it just sucked. And it was just, a, you know, just not a very good experience at all. And by the time you're done, yeah, you feel good that you just worked hard. But, you know, you're just like, man, I, I know we just lost. We just lost to our the team that we should have beat this week. You know what? Practice is going to be terrible, right? And and maybe it should be a little bit tougher, but I don't know if it should be terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, I, th I think you should maybe try to work and, and understand why you, you know, why you maybe lost and, and how do we not let that happen again? Yeah. You know, how do we, or even if you didn't lose, even if you won, but you still didn't, you know, give it all the whole mm -hmm. way along. Um, you still, you, you just got to make them somehow excited to come back and, and be, be on the ice. Yep. And as you transition from mites to squirts, one of the big things that, I mean, it still happens in squirts, but as you get older, I want to talk about participation trophies because that's something that's really big in kids and things like that in the game. And there's always an opinion on it. So what are your, what are your thoughts on the, you know, quote unquote participation trophies and things like that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's got a place, right? I mean, I think yep. the mites and the little, the mini mites, maybe that's a, they're, they definitely look forward to it once they know that that's out there. Um, and I, and I think that probably feeds to a hunger later, Yep. you know, like, you know, I guess in squirts, you don't, not everybody gets something. Yep. So once they see somebody get something, they're like, man, where's mine? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you know, you gotta be in the top one, two, three to get that thing, you know? Yep. You're not, uh, you're not getting something for, for 90th place, you know? So yeah. it doesn't, uh, doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, so I think I think you know that that early early on participation is is fine, but and I think it really gets the hunger down the road. Yeah. Um, I mean I I just know that one of my one of my kids he anytime he got a, a medal or whatever he just threw it in his bag like he didn't really care, but now that he sees that something's like it's special now, mm -hmm. he knows it's special. It's only first, second, third, right? So yep. now now I'm going to work a little bit harder because I do want that. I mean, you know, there's that level of, you know, I, I need that now. I want that. I want to do good. I want to help my teammates get this. So, um, so I think, I think there's a, a motivation once you, once you don't have them. Right. Yeah. And I, my daughter's she's in, she, and my daughters are in U8 right now. And I can tell you that I love going to the Mike Jamborees and then getting a medal. Like it is something, you know, they're six and set, you know, they're six years old and they're, they, yeah. And it's great. And, and that's the thing is that I'm, I'm a big proponent of, of participation participation trophies in their younger years and i love them because it makes them happy makes their effort because for them it's all about having fun right but sure. like you said as you get older into squirts peewees and bantams i think there's a new emphasis on kids that you have to earn it right and that's one of the things that uh i i think people don't realize and I, i've said it to my teams that i coach i'm like you know you don't win championships you earn championships and same thing that goes with that trophy. You don't win a trophy. You earn the trophy, right? And that's where I think coaches that that understand that and they can portray that to their kids is that you don't ever win anything. You earn it. And then that helps with the, 
you know, wanting to win games and things like that. So, um, but, uh, you know, speaking of success and things like that, um, I want to, I, I want to go back to our men's league, uh, our Fond du Lac Bears team. And uh, we won the national championship that, that year. So I'm going to use this as the starting point. Tell me what, what made that team successful. Uh, the commitment level was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you know, there was, I think, 20, I think we had 22 guys, 20 guys somewhere in there on the team. Um, maybe we had 25, whatever it was. But, you know, we had, we practiced once, maybe twice a week sometimes. But, but at our practices, we had everybody there. We had guys from Chicago drive up for mm -hmm. practice, which, I mean, when I, I remember playing and, you know, we had seven guys and, the four from Milwaukee and three just got off work in Fond du Lac, you know, like it was, uh, it was just a different sort of uh, commitment level. Mm -hmm. um, but when they came to practice, they played and they had fun and they worked hard. I mean, we, we played a ton of, you know, game type scenarios and, and, and everybody got along really, you know, for the most part really well. And yep. uh, you know, they just, it was just a, it was a different dynamic that uh, you don't see every day. Um, I, I, I just, uh, cherish those days that, you know, most, uh, you know, you, you, and you have so many different, uh, so many different, you know, people's, you know, how they, how they act and what they do and, you know, all the different, uh, a lot of charisma really, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing too, is that, is that that team, like, and we talk about successful teams, we've had it a lot and, you know, you brought up a commitment, but the commitments, it's not for adult teams, like a youth team committed, you know, and that what makes a successful youth team. You talk about, you know, kids being committed to getting better, right? And that's that's one of the things that you've seen really successful youth teams and, and coaches, they're able to inspire kids to be committed, right? To show up an hour before practice and get your dry land in, your, you know, your your stick hanging and things like that. And I think that's, that's an important thing that you've done and you've been able to do with your youth, your, your youth teams too, is you've been able to come on out there and you get kids that are going to be committed. What? And you get them committed by having fun, you know, making sure things are there that are going right and you're prepared. And um, that commitment leads to very successful youth teams, not just, you know, adult teams, but it's, uh, yeah. it's a good time. So, um, you know, I just, you know, piggybacking on that, like, we had some practices on the ice this year where I couldn't hear myself think because we had so many kids doing dry land in the metal bleachers at yeah. Wilson Park. And I went over to one of the coaches and he's like, I said, I said, should I, you know, tell him to go somewhere else? He's like, no, man. He's like, no way. We, I haven't seen this much participation in, in dry land since I started. It's up and up every year. And this year we have, we have kids. I mean, we had dry land every practice. Um, an hour before, an hour after, either, you know, once a week or twice a week. And and kids were there and they wanted to do it. You know, I mean, nine out of 10 times, they all wanted to do it. And, you know, and if a kid doesn't make it once or twice, you know, it is what it is. But, um, you know, they almost always were there. And that's that's all the levels, too. I mean, they're all doing this extra work. I I, th I think that, you know, winning is a lot of fun when you, you know, you're winning, yep. you know, and, and you see why, you know, your, your coaches tell you, hey, you know, you're doing this extra work. You know, the guy up the street's not doing the extra work, and guess what? We just beat him. Yeah. You know, we just we we made a difference. You did it. You know, you did all that extra work. So I think I think that's a, a big part of it. So why is it? Do you think you why why do you think you said you had participation in a dry land that was it was never higher? 
Why do you think that is? What do you think changed within those kids to make that participation, you know, grow? Um, I think, you know, I, I think them seeing some sort of success out of themselves. Yep. That didn't come out very well. <laughs> yeah, success coming out of themselves, right? Um, just believing in themselves and and knowing that, you know, we, you know, I, we had a we had a kid. I think he started two winters ago. First time ever on the ice. Gung ho for hockey. He was like, I think he was a first year. He'd have been a peewee, I think, maybe his first year. Yep. And just totally gung ho. Never skated before, but this kid loves it. Right. So he's out there skating with the mites. We have, you know, we start him with skating with the mites and just learning to skate and learning to do things. Well, you know, he tried to come out for mite games as a pee. We were like, hey, man, you're too big. So you can't, you know, we'll have to work you in somewhere else. Well, and, you know, fast forward a year and a half and, and he's at the dry land. He's working hard and he's getting better. And he's actually a pretty, he's getting to be a pretty good skater and a good athlete because, you know, how much he sees himself getting better, right? I, I just think it's uh, how much uh, the, the the paycheck, right? Yep. We uh, we had a, a four-check, back-check, paycheck line for our, our kids this year. And and all the work that you put into this is what you get out of it. Yeah. So if you didn't work very hard, your, your paycheck's not going to be very big. Mm-hmm. But every every week we had a paycheck. Whether it you, you know, you learned something that you lost, you learned something that you won, and, and some some sort of, you know, something at the end of the day. But I think that's why a lot of them are coming out and, and doing the extra is their coaches are saying, hey, look what it's doing on the ice, guys. Yep. You know, we only have an hour, two hours of ice on a week or whatever it is, maybe three, you know. So this extra is just a feather in your cap. You're doing a lot of work and it's uh, in shows. Yeah. I think that's one of the things, too, that makes hockey you get more commitment out of the kids and you get more buy-in with kids. Not just, I mean, you can look at, you can break it down, which I've done before in other past interviews with, you know, break it down to the individual levels, focusing on you getting better, right? So you're not focused on, you know, what, how, how much better you are than Johnny or how much worse than you are than Johnny, but you're just focusing on how much better than you were yesterday, right? And that's at the individual level. And that's what keeps kids kind of, you know, motivated to be better themselves. But you brought up a good point, which is you guys, you can also show that at the team level, right? You can show success at the team level and you can get better as a team than you were yesterday. You're not saying, well, we're, you know, you know, we're not that much, but you know, like you compare yourself to another organization's team and say, Oh man, you know, they're 10 goals better than us, but that's, that's pointless because you can't control what they have and you can't control what they're doing. But if you can look at your team and see the individual successes or the successes you're having as a team incrementally through it, you're going to get kids to, you know, want to come back more and train with their team, want to be around their team more, and then put in the extra work. So that's thing that that's awesome to focus on is is the team success and, and letting it grow and things like that. Um, so um, I think the parent buy-in too is is really important. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we we have, you know, it's you know, at the beginning of the whole, you know, getting a skills person into skate help us help our skaters. I mean, there was not a lot of buy-in. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, there's a big cost to it, right? You know, you're, you're hiring somebody and, and you want, you know, you, you're worried about your, you know, your four check instead of your, can you skate, you know? Um, so there's, there's a lot of different things with that. So if, if, if the parents, you know, see that, Hey, you know, little Johnny is 
boy, he can really move this year. He can he can skate forward, backward, crossovers. He's doing everything. And, and you know, some of that stuff we're doing off ice. So, you know, that's part of the deal, too. So when you when you see that and, you know, now that motivates mom and dad to hey, bring little Johnny to make sure he's at practice for the for the dry land an hour early or an hour after, you know. It's also amazing how parent buy-in can change a team, right? It's uh, yeah. when it's you – Pardon? It's unbelievable. It is because if you have a group of parents that believe in the coach, trust the coach, and and buy into what's going on, the dynamic of the team, it, it, it filters straight down to the players. And I've said there's nothing faster that can tear down a team as a bunch of parents that don't get along and they don't buy in and they don't trust their coaches – but there's also nothing faster that can build the team as, as parents getting along and buying into what the coach is doing. And, and that's sometimes I tell parents is like, like I understand people have opinions on coaches and they don't think they're coaching the right way or stuff like that. But the biggest thing is, is that you have to trust, you have to trust that what they're doing is right. And even though you might not believe it, like if you vocalize that, like, and you talk about that. And sometimes like, you don't even realize like you're in the car vocalizing it to your significant other. Who do you think is in the backseat listening? Right? Like, right. and that can, that can really be detrimental to a team. And I, and I've watched it personally. I've seen fantastic hockey teams where I've been like, man, this team's, this team's great. And I think they're going to do great things, but then it's the camaraderie of the parents. that just is not there. There's finger pointing. There's, you know, there's, there's, there's talking and there's things and it, 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 it 1 million percent brings a team down. And then we've seen it the other way, right? Where the parents are doing everything together. They believe in the coach. They, they trust what he's doing. They might not think it's right all the time, but they're buying in and that filters down to the kids. And then you get a season where the kids, the team overachieves, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, right. And I think that's, that's really important for parents mm -hmm. to, to understand is that like if you want to have a successful team it, it, it also starts not just with the player but it starts with you as the family like you need to buy in you need to trust what the coach is doing you don't have to agree with it like we're not expecting that we're expecting you to, to, to buy in and, and trust right yeah um, but as we get along and one of the things I've always wanted to talk to you about was um, life lessons and things like that because um, you and I have talked quite a bit in length about intangibles and things like that and um, you got your son and your sons into hockey, you know, not necessarily you said it. I don't, you know, you necessarily, it'd be great if they made the NHL. That's not your goal for them. What are some of the lessons you are trying to hope that hockey teaches your kids? Um, well, yeah, that's, that's definitely not the NHL, but if they, uh, if they make it, that's one of those, I, there's, we have a coach that says, yeah, you know what? None of you guys are going to make the NHL. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Right. And, you know what? We hope some of them prove them wrong. You know, you, you just never know. But it's it's that it's, you know, literally the one percent, if if that. Right. Um, when it comes to who makes that. But when it comes to, you know, what what hockey brings, I mean, like like same reason we started the youth hockey helpers. I mean, you, you look at the the people that you surround yourself with, you know, all these hockey people are they're good people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they're they're nice. They're fun. They're you know, they're they're just very uh, they're very easy to work with. I mean. And hockey, hockey teaches you all that stuff. You know, it, it really, it really teaches you some discipline. Mm -hmm. um, you, you have to be disciplined, you know, just to, just to make, get up and go to the rink. Right. Um, and, and then when you're out on the ice, do the right things, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, and a lot of, I mean, that's where your coaches can come in and, and uh, it, it's really just a, a big thing to, you know, just, you know, look all your friends too. I mean, a lot of your friends are from hockey and, and why do you, why do you like these people? Cause they're, you know, they're good people and they're some people you can trust and you, you can, uh, you know, do different things with and work with. And, and it's, uh, you know, just a, a wonderful thing. Yeah. It's one of those things where too hockey, like we, we were, we've talked about it as that, like what the, the, all the intangibles that hockey can teach you, you know, accountability, commitment, uh, learning from failure and stuff like that. And that's, you know, it's one of the reasons why we don't just get our kids into hockey, but we get them into sports, right? We, we're hoping that, you know, and, and you also talk, we talked about the NHL. It's like, you know, I've been guilty of saying, oh, you know, like chances of making the NHL are so low. Like why? But the thing is, like you brought it up, prove me wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Show me that, show me like, and you know mm-hmm. what, if a kid don't make the NHL, Go for it. That's okay, right? So like, yeah, I want to have that goal. Shoot high, man. But like, like, right? Um, you know, I, I, I do, I do, I, I really, I, I can't tell you how many times I cannot stand it when coaches tell kids they're not going to make the NHL or how low the potential it is to make the NHL and things <laughs> like that. Because it's like, why are you telling a kid to not shoot for the stars? Like, that's what you got to. It's what you're there for as a coach. Absolutely. You're there to to take that kid's dream and try to make it a reality, and you're there to try to like bridge that gap for them. And um, when coaches see like, oh, you're never gonna make the NHL. Do you know how hard that is? Like, well, like tell me why not, right? Tell me why I can't make the NHL. And you give uh, it a try. You got it, man. You got to yeah. give it a try. Yeah. All we can do as coaches is try to try to give that kid the option. And if you know what, if he doesn't make the NHL, but he makes one step below that and makes you know Division One hockey, I. Still say it's pretty successful, right? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty excellent for sure. Yeah. I, mean, me, I, I, just, yeah. I was just very impressed. This, I think it was Monday, Tuesday, the USHL draft. How many kids mm-hmm. from Wisconsin came out of there? I was just like, this is great. Mm-hmm. You know, this is these kids that you know maybe maybe have the dream to to play in the NHL and and are showing it. You know, I mean, that's in the USHL is a huge accomplishment. And, and I know that they're not ending there. They're they're going to keep working to go shooting for the stars. You know, I mean that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, we we uh, we just did a webinar where we found out some stats on that USHL Phase One draft. I thought was super interesting. Which one of the stats was uh, it was how many kids uh, that were of the, there was like forty seven kids currently playing Division One hockey um, uh, from there that are from the state of Wisconsin. Do you know how many of them actually were drafted in phase one uh, in the USHL draft? I have no idea. 13. Wow. Like, so it's it's not that high of a percentage. You would have thought maybe it's a little higher, but it showed that a lot of these kids who got drafted, like they still kept plugging away and they still, they kept, still working. kept working. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't make, if you didn't make, you know, if you didn't get drafted in phase one, big deal. Like it doesn't mean that your career is over. If you get cut in bantams, who cares? Right. I mean, right. Well, that's I mean that's the, one of the things you want to show your kids too, right? It's it's the never quit, never give up attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, just just keep going. You know, if if they tell you you're no good, you know what? Maybe you're no good, but you know what? You can get better. Yeah, that, that's the beauty of it, right? I mean, that's that's life. You know, you can get better at anything you do. It doesn't matter if it's you know you know cooking or 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 riding riding a bike or whatever it is. You know, hockey's one of those things. You can always get better. I mean, I, we have all this time right now and. We're shooting pucks outside, and guess what? I'm shooting pucks just right, you know, with them. So <laughs> that is awesome. And that's the other thing too. I talk, I always talk to people about. It's like, you know, like you don't have, and and 
and I, you played ACHA hockey. And yeah. I, I tell people all the time, like, you know, like you, you can always get better and you can always improve, but like, you know, you don't always have to like, you know, like if, if your talents only take you so far, just play the game, right? Just have fun. It's a, it's an amazing journey. It's an amazing game. It doesn't matter if you, you know, you know, you, you played D1 NHL. I mean, I had some of the best years of my career in the most fun years of my career playing men's league for you. <laughs> like that was, that was, those were wild. I mean, I and, and you know, I mean, you play bar league now and are you, you know, men's league now. And it's just like, you know, I, I my, the first line on my team that I play on now, they're, no joke, they add up, their ages add up to 180, and they score a ton of goals. It's crazy, and you know we play with guys that are you know in their 30s and 40s and 20s, and and I you know line up next to them and say, hey, that those that line that just scored on you, they add up to 180 years old, and they just look at you like, man, that's unbelievable. But they keep getting better with age. I mean, it's it's awesome. You can just keep playing. Do you remember the line? I don't. I think I don't remember. So it might have been. It might have been red. But they used the line like you might have played in the NHL. You might have played Division One. You might have played, you know, D three or ACHA, or you might have played high school. But everybody ends up here, and that's the beer league, right? And that's yeah. the that's the beauty of hockey is that no matter where you played, how high it was, or you know, even you maybe never even played until you got to adult hockey, but you all end up in one place. And it's because and it's 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 men's league hockey and it's it's and if you're playing it still congratulations because it's awesome to still play it's off it's awesome to get dressed with the boys you know and just be in that locker room and, and experience it right no it's awesome it's yeah. yeah it's something you I mean you everybody misses it now I'll tell you that I mean it's uh we'd be doing it every weekend still so it's yeah. one of those things that we're we all miss you know absolutely um. Going on to our last few questions here, one of the things I would like you to do is give one piece of advice to a youth hockey parent. To a youth hockey parent, uh, just enjoy it. Um, I, I know that. Uh, I mean, I've I've been co- I coached the mites and squirts this year, and and you know you look around and there's some people that are just uh, you know they're on some. I, I, you look in the stands and they're just like just going bananas, and it's like, hey, enjoy what your kid just did. It was awesome. You know, mm-hmm. did you see what they just did? And it might be a little thing, right? But they don't notice because they don't know. But but uh, enjoy it because it's uh, it's really cool to see these kids, you know, from not skating, not even knowing how to skate, right? It's a, it's not something that everybody knows how to do. And go and learn how to do this and then and then throw a stick in their hand and then a puck. And, hey, look, look what they can do. Do you understand how much effort and – and and talent that takes your kid is really talented it's it's pretty impressive like it's it's not a easy thing an easy task to do um yeah. that's what i would i would tell them just enjoy it and, and tell them you tell them you enjoy watching them because it's i mean i enjoy it it's great you can always tell the parents have you ever tried standing on something that's an eighth of an inch like wide <laughs> yeah right and then it's funny we had a parents game and 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 uh, the parents are <laughs> for our squirts we had a parents game and it was it was just awesome. I mean, they afterwards they're like, you know, we they were like, hey, you know, how how you doing? They're like, oh my gosh, how do you how do they do that? You know, like, yeah, it's hard. It's not easy, right? I mean, if if you know the, the person off the street, mainly they usually can't skate. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, and, then, and then to have to do all that stuff with a stick and puck and and try to get it past a, a guy that's not letting you score, you know, come on, 
Yeah. It's, it's just not easy, easy sport. I mean, I love it when you see other athletes try to play hockey. It's, oh, uh, it's, 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 it's great because you, you know, like, I'm not trying to put down any other sports, but and and I know base, hitting a baseball from a major league pitcher is almost impossible. Like I I, I can't even hit something that's 50 miles an hour, let alone put it to 80 or 90. So that's that's up the tail. But I'm just saying, like we can throw baseballs, we can you know kick a soccer ball and throw a football and things like that. But um, I love it when you see athletes that are incredibly gifted all of a sudden try to get on the ice and skate, and it's like it's 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 you know you look at some of the best nfl players they can't do it but then you look at a seven-year-old out there who's just flying right right it's like look what like look what your kid can accomplish look what like look at all the motor skills that he's learned and, and his abilities and things like that and um and take that into perspective when you get in the car and if he has a bad game right but you know just like you said enjoy your enjoy the time and enjoy i i can't agree with you anymore there I mean, any bad, any bad game is still a good game because you play the game, you know. I mean, even even if a kid has a, a terrible day or or is just having a rough time out there, you know what? They did something right. I guarantee it. Yeah. You know, they tied their skates and they get out there. Yeah. That's part of the deal. That's the other and thing too. Face some adversity. So yeah, that's the other thing too. Is that, and I find it kind of funny is nobody ever steps on the ice to have a bad game. Right. Like, no, like you don't ever say, you know, <clears throat> I just don't feel like putting the effort in today. Like, you know, like there's and and I think sometimes parents need to step back and understand that, too, is that I've never once seen a kid say, you know what? I think I'm going to turn the puck over three times a day, give up the G-dub and then um, have all my teammates kind of mad at me. That sounds like a great day. And <laughs> like, 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 yeah. Nope. Well, and all the other parents are on the team too, right? Yes. I mean, I mean, that's that that's where you can, like you said, make it or break it. I mean, make you know your your team continuity and all that. You know, with a, it's not just the team; it's it's a family. You know, you have a a giant family of your team. That's and that's a big thing that you have to learn. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then the last question we asked, and I we asked it to everybody: Give <clears throat> some advice you'd give to a 12, 13 year old you. Oh, uh, get faster. <laughs> be, be faster. You were fast. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I, I was fast at one point, and then yeah. I don't know what happened, but um, <laughs> I, I definitely got on the, the slow train. You know, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Um, but but I, I think it's, it's, it's something you, you can, you know, pass down to, like, hey, you know, don't get, don't just get lazy and slow down, you know? Yeah. Keep working and keep going. Yep. That's, uh, you know, you, at, at some point, I think you, you think you're better than you are, and 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 that's probably a lot of kids, right? You know, yep. I would say probably most of them. They think they're excellent until they get, you know, caught or, you know, sent, you know, not uh, not on the team they made or whatever. So, um, but I think that's a big part of it. Speed in this yeah. game is the number one thing. I mean, if, uh, if you have that, everything else usually pops into place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, I just want to say thank you for coming on. Uh, it was a real pleasure getting to have you here and, and talking hockey. Like I love talking to you because it always brings up some fantastic memories for me of, of playing hockey and, and having you coach us and things like that. And it was awesome. And, uh, you know, um, your, 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 your quote of, uh, four check, bad check, paycheck, man, that brings up, that brings back some memories for me from playing like, but it, it's true, isn't it? I mean, it, it still goes. It, it still it still works today as it worked ten years ago. 
It really does. It really does. Um, and I just want to say, like I said, thanks for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Um, and next week we've got some amazing guests coming on. Um, and I encourage everyone to come out Monday, uh, check us out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon. Uh, Coach Tom, do you have anything you'd like to say before we leave? I just uh, like to say thanks for having me. This yep. has uh, been a lot of fun and, uh, you know, just uh, support the youth hockey in the, in the next uh, few months. It's going to be, might be some rough rides here. So um, anything to yeah. support, uh, support our kids, that'd be great. Um, but again, I appreciate uh, all that you're doing up in Fond du Lac and, and for the state. So uh, definitely appreciate it. And uh, we'll, we'll chat soon. Thanks. And like I said before, uh, at the bottom of the screen, you guys will see the website for Youth Hockey Helpers. Um, it's a fantastic organization that I think we're going to need now more than ever. So if you got some time, check it out. You guys, the email addresses and contact info is on there, correct? It is, yes. So if you and have you any can, questions. You can donate right from the website as well if you'd like to. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, just email them, contact them. Um, they take donations and whatever it is, time. And so, um, you know, that's a great organization. Support it. Um, outside of that, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Thank you, Coach Tom. Um, check us out Monday, Wednesday, Friday of next week. And everyone, stay safe and stay healthy out there. Thanks again. Thank you.